it's over 5 million, almost 6 million items we've been able to distribute to over 850 community organisations. The right goods to the right people at the right time. The way I describe it to people, it's the mateship of Australia. Welcome to Add to Cart, the podcast that Express delivers all you need to know in the fast-moving world of e-commerce. Every month, Nathan Bush from 12 High and an e-commerce industry expert will share the news, research and insights that you need to know to keep you at the top of your game. And of course, keep your customers adding to cart. Hello there and welcome to Add to Cart. My name is Nathan Bush, host of Add to Cart and strategist at e-commerce consultancy 12 High. Today, we chat with Alison Covington, founder and managing director of Good360. Alison and Good360 have a goal, a really ambitious one, and one that you may even be able to help with. Their goal is to donate $1 billion of brand new goods to deserving charities by 2025. It's a big one, but they're already making huge impact. So far, they've donated over $125 million worth of goods using 12 million items in Australia. In this episode, hear how retailers such as Big W, Harvey Norman and Lego have partnered with Good360 to make valuable contributions to our communities. And it's never been more important than in 2020, a year filled with bushfires, drought and COVID. Good360 are right in the thick of it. And I think it will surprise and hopefully inspire you as to how much difference we can really make in retail. Now, thanks to our partners, Shopify Plus and Klarna, let's explore retailers who are making a difference with Alison Covington from Good360. Alison Covington, thank you very much for joining us on Add to Cart. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure. All right, let's get straight into it. Now, you're the founder and managing director um, of Good360 here in Australia. Can you give us a little bit of an overview on what, who Good360 are and, and what you do? So Good360 is a matchmaker, so we connect brand new non-food goods um, to charities and school to help Australians in need. Um, and since 2015, we've matched up over $125 million of brand new goods um, to almost or around 2,000 charities and schools. So that's an exciting milestone to be able to do that in five years. Um, and that's 12 million individual items that have helped Australians. Um, so we're really proud that We've had many retailers who have joined us, brands like Big W, Lego, Harvey Norman, LG, Sealy, Quilton, um, et cetera, um, being able to help us do that. So we're really proud that they've joined this journey with us, but extraordinarily helped so many Australians with these goods, um, which were excess or idle in their inventory, and we've been able to match them up. It's fantastic. I love that word. And you've got it all through your website around matchmaking. It's about making sure the goods go to the right place, isn't it? Yeah, so we talk about the right goods to the right people at the right time. So many businesses are very generous, but they just didn't know who needed their goods. Um, and, you know, we work with over 2,000 charities. Um, we want to work with more. There's, you know, 56,000 charities here in Australia. So there's a very large number. But when we start to work with our um, businesses, um, when we talk to the corporates who want to make these donations, we say to them, name how many charities you know here in Australia um, and, you know, take this exercise yourself because most of us get up to maybe 20 and we probably all name the same 20 charities um but you know being able to access more than 2,000 um, really resonates with their employees um, because it's where they work and live, but also the customers as well. So we're getting them to 
to charities or schools that they wouldn't normally know the names of um, and they're local charities or grassroots charities. Um, so it's broadening that reach, which I think is really important. So when it comes to matchmaking, do you start with the retailers who come to you and say, hey, we've got a problem with excess goods or we've got an opportunity with excess goods or do you have these communities that come to you and go, hey, we really need help with X or Y? It's a two-sided marketplace. So we have an online system. Our charities are vetted and registered with us. So they're registered members ready to take the goods. Um, and then we have the businesses who have the goods. So it's that tricky two-sided e-commerce marketplace that we have mm-hmm. to have enough, enough goods. Um, and we have to have enough members, but we want to make sure that we don't have too many goods and not enough members. So it's that tricky, um, scaling of our business at the same time because we don't want members who are, you know, feeling that they don't have the goods that they need. Um, but at the same time, we don't want to have product that's sitting idle as well. So we need to keep both growing at the same same mm. rate. How, how big of a problem is idle product for retail in Australia? It's a very interesting question because most of us know about food waste. So there's so much in the media and education about food waste and, you know, the millions of Australians who need access to food. Um, but we've had a look at the size of non-food goods. Um, and the area that we play in is around $96 billion worth of product. Um, and we're estimating that 2% of that is surplus. So per annum, that's about $1.92 billion dollars worth of goods would be excess or idle that we could get access to 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 match to these charities and communities and schools so it's a very big problem um, in the last year we matched about 50 million dollars worth of those goods so it shows that we have a much bigger ability to scale and assist here in australia than what we're currently doing we have a lot of growth <laughs> Well, it's huge, and I know that one of your your goals is to to be able to donate one billion dollars worth of brand new goods um, to charities by twenty twenty five. Is that right? That's correct. So it looks like you know, compared to the size of the market, I'm an underachiever. I should really set a bigger target, doesn't it? So. I think 50 million in a year is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know, but you know, people thought that that 1 billion target was just so huge and that's why our mm. Peter Bertels joined our board um, and we looked at the size of the market to say, you know, is that billion dollars achievable? And when he looked at that, I felt like such an underachiever when he joined my board and I went, right, okay, we're, we're going to hit this target and we're going to scale beyond there. I, I worked with Peter uh, for a little while there at Super Retail Group and, um, yeah, he, he stretches your targets a little bit, doesn't he? I know. He just looked at me quietly and sort of raised his eyebrow and I went, okay, I can do better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that eyebrow raise. I know it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Whereas people before thought it was a bit of a reach, whereas now I just feel like I've got lots more to achieve. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Um, so can you talk us through a typical retailer and maybe you want to talk to Big W because I know you've done a lot, lot of work with Big W around the process for them in that how, how this actually works um, in a more tangible sense. So, so at what stage do you get the goods? Where do you get them from? How do you transport them in that process? Yeah, so Big W is one of our fantastic partners. We're really proud with this partnership. So we started working with them in 2017 to have a look at how we could develop a program from their stores. So we have our online website, which I mentioned, and we can do deliver to door to our charities and schools. But we thought, you know, if we're going to scale, how can we make this more of a national program um, and pick up like a click and collect from partners' stores? Um, and then that would make sure that we make that local community connection program 
program for community organisations to go in store. Um, so that was about making a connection for employees and customers and communities to feel very connected to where employees work and live. But also from an environmental and sustainability point of view, we're not moving stock around the country. So we're not bringing it from that store back to our warehouse and then distributing it back nationally around the country it made no sense at all. Um, so sustainability wise, it was much more better from a carbon footprint. But also then those store managers and staff were making a connection with those charities about coming and collecting. They were hearing the stories that the, the charities mm. were doing in their community with that stock. And that was really heartfelt. So for those store teams to go, well, that stock was sitting idle and we were clearing that. But now if we actually donate that to the, our local community organisations, we hear the good news stories about what they're going to do with people in our community. And that was quite an emotional turning point for the teams at Big W to go, hey, we're making a really big impact. Since 2017, it's it's around, it's over 5 million, almost 6 million items. We've been able to distribute to over 850 community organisations. So that's a massive program mm. and, you know, a coordination to the matchmaking <laughs> service that Good360 does. But it's that community connect, which I, I'm really, really proud of because it's those stories that the team get to personally hear. Um, they shake hands, not in COVID environment now, but prior <laughs> to that, they were always you know there was hugs there was tears there was shaking of hands there was you know talking about how you know they could do more in their community and, and you know working on other volunteer opportunities and things like that so I think that was really important and then on top of that we developed other programs with Big W to say you know is there some stock that maybe never made it to store that could be at mm -hmm. still at DC or something like that and we would develop programs around that and then also Big W developed this you know very innovative program I'm not sure if you've ever heard about it it's a free books program that they have in store um, that you don't need to purchase anything but that our parents can come in store and receive a book for their children and they realise that people who live near the store could get those books. But if you didn't live near a store, you couldn't access these books. So they then mm -hmm. offered up another run of those books for Good360 to distribute to schools and communities that were much more remote. So we then got to have the opportunity to identify um, rural schools, etc., and deliver those to much more regional and remote schools away from those stores. And, and that was, you know, a fantastic partnership. And they developed a program this year with the Wiggles. So as you can imagine, those books were like hot potatoes, literally. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, we couldn't get enough of them to be able to get out to... Yeah. To communities that weren't near a store um, and I think that was just really important that Big W beyond it wasn't access to them but they developed a program to say look we want children who aren't near our stores to still get access to books as well so it's just letting them know that we can help facilitate and match um, to communities um, products as well for them above and beyond what it wasn't access it was them doing good in their community. Klarna is the payment solution built with retailers in mind. Each Klarna transaction comes with seller protection and is paid in full at dispatch. There's no waiting for funds that you've already worked hard for. Customers love Klarna too. The streamlined UX at checkout is proven to boost customer loyalty, drive repeat purchases, and increase average order value. To get started with Klarna today, visit klarna.com.au forward slash business. That's klarna.com.au forward slash business.
it's a really interesting reframing of the original perception that I had, at least, of, of Good360, where you're actually just solving a problem for retailers who have excess stock and just getting into the right place, when it's actually not that. It's about how do you connect into the right communities at the right place, exactly what you said, at the right place at the right time and make a real difference um, mm. rather than just sol- solving an excess, excess inventory problem. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, this year particularly, 2020 has been the most unusual year, you know, in my time um, that, we you know, we had the bushfires um, and now we have COVID-19. Um, you know, we reacted very quickly in January thinking that, you know, this is something that, you know, Good360 has to reframe ourselves um, and be available for disasters and help our businesses um, work through how to position themselves in disasters. Um, and we thought that's what busy looked like. Um, and now we've discovered in the last month that was just a you know, the toe in the water of what busy looks like. And that was a pilot to teachers how to do busy. And I think, you know, many retailers are probably the same um, as they've moved into knowing what online looks like and what busy looks like as well. So we're all very similar having to uh, readjust ourselves. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just amazing how we can respond um, and help businesses help their communities. Um, and it has gone from, you know, what was excess and idle to being very purposeful and intentioned um, giving to communities because I know Australian businesses, brands, retailers are some of the most generous um, people that I've ever met. Um, their teams are under so much pressure and the busiest people I've ever come across, mm. but they still find ways to want to do so much good in their community as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we keep hearing about how much retail is hurting at this time. Um but exactly what you said, there's still still time for giving, um, which is part of the amazing community that we're a part of. Have you got any stories that you've seen either through COVID or through um, the bushfires earlier in the year of retailers who have really kind of gone above and beyond to help out even if when they're struggling? Yeah, um, one of the – I'll talk about Big W again just because it's a quote that just resonates with me again, and it was the bushfires that, you know, we were very much about the right goods to the right people at the right time. And so we have to say to some of our retailers that your goods are not appropriate right now in the, the early disaster stage, but we'll call on you when it's the um, rebuild or respond times and such. But we got a call from um, down on the south coast in New South Wales for five families that had um, children with autism and they needed trampolines because they needed to be able to jump to regulate to get back to normal. And it wasn't something that we had in stock, um, but these families needed to do it quite urgently because the children were, you know, literally climbing the walls when they have Mm. autism, they need to regulate. So we made a call to Big W and said, look, it's not something we normally get from you, but do you have access to these trampolines? Can you help us get them to the family? And they said, yep, you know, we'll organise that for you. And we got them to the families. And the one father came back with this quote, and it was that from his, um, he had five children, two with autism, um, and they were twins. And he said, one of the little girls said, Big W must be where Santa gets his presents from. And while he's having a rest, they are sending them out to us because the fire took our things away. And I just went, you know, and I sent that on to Big W. And whilst, you know, we've received millions of items from Big W and, and you know, 
fantastic things. It was just the fact that we had the relationship with Big W to go reach in and say, look, can we just have this one item? A family's had their house destroyed. They have nothing but the vast for one thing. And, you know, in time, we'll, you know, when they have a home, we'll go back in and furnish and do all the other things for them. And I think it's mm. just the fact that, you know, we can reach out to retailers and ask for the right goods to the right people at the right time and, and be able to match that up, that that family, it meant so much to them. Um, and, and, you know, we've had the same thing with Harvey Norman. They've been able to give us furniture and barbecues and mattresses and beds and, you know, Colgate give us toothpaste and, you know, so it's from the, from the toothpaste all the way to, you know, LG with fridges and washing machines. So it's from the mm. big to the, you know, literally toothpaste makes a difference in a bushfire. Mm. Um, when you can't clean your teeth and you need toothpaste, it's, it's having those relationships that the retailers will absolutely give if they know what's actually needed. Yeah. And I think that's what's so special is that I say that we have the most generous businesses, I think, you know, that nobody knows just how mm. generous and time poor they are, but mm-hmm. they respond to our needs. It's, it's such a beautiful story that you share, so thank you for sharing that. Um, what do you think is, obviously there's lots of charities banging on the doors of businesses and, and retailers um, asking for help. You've obviously got to the level where you've got a huge amount of trust with really large retailers. Um, what's been the key to, to establishing that trust and that, that, that two-way conversation around what you need versus what they can supply and keeping that conversation open rather than going, oh, no, here comes Alison again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure they do like, say that. <laughs> oh, oh, it sounds like there's, there's a genuine, a genuine trust in you and your organization that when you come asking that you've you've done the matchmaking and that everything that is donated goes to um a really really deserving personal organization yeah i think it's we have systems i'm all about people systems processes so you know we have contracts with our charities to say that they can't sell the goods it can't go on ebay it can't be raffled it can't be fundraised must go to a person in need so we you know we have our processes to say that that's what you know the, the intentions are there um and then you know we ask our donors also to sign a contract to say this is you know what um, we need you to do to make sure that the goods are in good working order as well so that you know it's something that you would gift to your own family member etc so that you know these are the goods that are uh, are brand new or you know in good working order etc and things like that so that they they can see that there's a process on both sides of the marketplace to say it's legitimate it's in in good order Um, and then we say these are the goods that we need and then we make sure that they get connected um, and that we go back to them and report what happens so that, you know, it gets sold through, it goes, it gets gifted through, it goes to the people who need it and then we can provide back the statistics of how many charities received it, where they went and the impact. So it is all about the processes. It's just showing the impact and I think that's very yeah. important. It's It comes back to the trust, as you said, that, you know, in the bushfires, you know, lots of money was donated, lots of things were happening, but people wanted to see the impact. Tell me exactly what happened. Um, and that's what we could show our statistics. If you go onto our website, you can see exactly how many goods we distributed, you know, in what time period, what we were doing, how we were active in that area. And the same even in covid 19 in just the last four weeks we've had a 247 percent increase in the number of items that we've delivered in the same time period last year um so you know we're all about stats statistics impact um but we deliver on what we say we're going to do yeah 
Oh, that's two things retailers love, right? Is is analytics and statistics, and also just getting in and doing stuff. Like, so yeah. if you can deliver on both of those, it's, you kind of speak in the same language. Yeah, and we are we are literally the same. We're an e-commerce system. Mm. We're warehouse mm. logistics. The only difference is that you know we're branded as a charity, which we are, and you know we reinvest our profits back into our growth. But we mm. are doing exactly the same things. You know, we're very small but mighty. We we love to ask for assistance. You know, we we don't have all the abilities that some of you know the bigger retail companies have. So you know, we're not ashamed to ask for you know skills and advice of our partners to say teach us how to do things better. Um, but we are very much running the same businesses, um, but mm. on a very lean budget. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you touched on it before, but I thought thought it was a really interesting point, is that you supply a lot of the outcomes and the stories of where the donations, donated goods go. Um, it doesn't feel, and you mentioned some of those big retailers that you work with, it doesn't feel like they really beat their chest and tell the story of the difference that they're making in their communities. Is that fair? No. No, and I, I think it's a very Australian thing. It's the tall poppy syndrome. And I would love us all to be braver as an industry, the retail industry, to say that, look, you know, it's something we should be really proud of. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we have had 12 million items donated to Good360 um, from very, very generous retailers. Um, but it's not something that sits comfortably as Australians, let alone retailers, um, to talk about that um, and to say how generous we are. It's just not mm. in our nature to do that. But I think we should. And I think, you know, the wave of talking about what we do for food waste is reported. So we mm. report our food waste and there's mm. no shame in saying that in our annual reports or our sustainability statements, et cetera. That's, you know, out there in the open. But nowhere in retail would we talk about the fact that we have some excess or idle goods. Um, why not? It's a part of, you know, the society mm. that we live in. Um, and I would, you know, I've talked to some partners about this and saying, look, there has to be tension in the business between the people who produce the goods, um, the people who are taking the risk on either making the goods, importing the goods or um, designing the goods and the people who are selling the goods. And this has to be the fact that they, they are not going to sell through. If you sell them through 100%, then the people who ordered that amount of goods didn't take a big enough risk on ordering them or the people who sold them um, sold out of them. And, you know, there has to be more tension on that because if that's always zero, then you should have taken a risk on ordering more or the sales mm. team, you know, didn't do their job and didn't sell enough. So there has to be that tension in the business. But what has to be is the innovation to say by the executive team, it's okay that we have this surplus because what we are doing is we're proud to donate that to community. Much like Good360, Shopify is committed to giving back and using their influence to do something for the greater good. One of the issues that Shopify is most passionate about is sustainability and fighting climate change. Shopify is here for the long term and they've realised they need to play an active role in making a low-carbon future a reality. Find out what Shopify is doing in the fight for our planet at shopifyplus.live forward slash environment. It's a fantastic story, especially when you you bring it all back to about connecting with community. And I love even the example around the Big W and the books to regional areas, regional communities. That's just a fantastic story in itself, even if you don't mention the numbers of it, but just in terms of the impact that it can have to kids' lives. 
um, to me, if, if Big W were telling that story, that, that brings the affiliation with Big W even closer, right? Yeah, and I think it's just allowing media to want to tell that story as well rather than thinking, you know, as a retail group, how do we get media to want to talk positively about retail rather than trying to find negative stories all the time? And I think the way to do that is through the matchmaker rather than the retailer looking for that story. And we have had media be much more positive when we tell the story on behalf of the retailer. So I think, you know, there is that ability for the matchmaker to be able to highlight the matching of the good between the retailer and the charities or the schools um, so it doesn't necessarily look like um, the retailer trying to tell the story all the time. Um, so yeah. I think there is some positivity there. But I think it's it's that paying it forward. Everybody loves to hear that story that, you know, for each one that I receive, I can give one to somebody else or, you know, these amount of items go to this amount of profit goes to, to this community and things like that. So it is the positioning of, you know, how do we talk about that? Because, you know, if we thought about those 12 million items, if we talked about how many sales generated those 12 million items, it's, it's a really good news story. That's fantastic. And that's, that's just the positioning. So, and, and, you know, consumers want to know about people's sustainability stories and their, their community stories. So we just need to get a little bit braver. Yeah. No, I think it's a fantastic point. And I think we should be, you know, out there telling the story of the impact that it's making because, um, in retail, and, and I'm sure you might see this as well, Alison, is that we're very good at following other retailers, whether it be a technology thing, a marketing thing, a product. Uh, retail is very good at following once they've seen other retailers be successful at something. So if more retailers yeah. can tell the story of how they're changing, how they use excess goods and the communities that they're engaging with and the differences that they're making, I think we'll have a better chance of getting other retailers come on board. Yeah, and I think, you know, COVID is is just one of those things that are really going to change how we do a lot in, in business and in life in general. Um, and I think, you know, we're seeing this, that, you know, there's a lot of people who've been stood down, small businesses, self-employed, casuals, you know, don't have their money in their pocket like they did have. But, you know, retail on online are seeing that there's still people who do have some money in their pocket. So it's the opportunity for the people who have got the sales to say, well, what can we do to give a helping hand to the ones that don't? Um, and those customers um, would, I think, really resonate to take the opportunity to say, if I still in the position to be able to buy X, um, I would pay it forward to the person who doesn't because, you know, they're my neighbour, my friend, my family, um, and I will support the business um, and I will do, you know, whether it's the roundup, the buy one, give one, um, you know, I will really work with those businesses to, to lift up my neighbourhood, my village, my town. Um, and I think you can see that outpouring of love um, for everybody trying to do those types of um, initiatives. Um, so I think the retailers who want to do that um, will find um, their sales will be very positive. Um, and it's not it's not necessarily about the sales, but it's about that brand recognition of community that we're, you know, it's the, I think the way I describe it to people, it's the mateship of Australia. It's about that's what we're about is how do we help others um, and that's what will really resonate. You're matching mates, not dates. Yeah, we sometimes describe ourselves a bit like Tinder. <laughs> so matching, matching that retailer with that um, charity, it's just sort of, you know, here you go. <laughs> right. Um, so if, um, if we've got retailers listening to this, I know we do, uh, what kind of retailers are perfect 
to, to get involved with Good360? Is it limited to the, to the larger retailers like you referred to earlier or is, there, um, is it broader than that? No, it's everybody. So it's everybody who has goods that are non-food. We work with um, every type of categories, so toys, clothing, furniture, personal care. You know, I describe it that it's, you know, you get out of bed in the morning and you do a lot more than just have breakfast. It's all those goods that you do from, you know, waking to going back to bed. It's for people who just don't have the money in the pockets to be able to do that we want to take Australians from surviving to thriving Um, and if you're a brand or retailer who have any of those goods um, we'd love to have a conversation with you to to lift up other Australians to to give them the opportunity to be the same brilliant and the best way for them to get started reach out you can contact us um, via our website or um, you can just email me directly it's very simple alison at good360.org.au there you go it doesn't get simpler than that alison it has been so great to have you on at Descartes and just thank you for everything that you're doing in the matchmaking services that you're providing because you know going back years and years it's like it's always been this underlying problem of what do we do with excess goods and you hear it from different corners and you've really got a solution and have been working on that solution for a long time now um on how to match make retailers to um uh, reputable and deserving charities um, and organizations so it's such a great service and i love 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 the target of one billion dollars in brand new donated goods by 2025 it's so ambitious and um so worthy so Congratulations on what you have achieved and best of luck um, in the coming years. And one more time, I know we said it before, but if people want to contact you to get involved, where can they find you? Just straight at our website, good360.org.au. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and thank you to all the generous businesses who have collaborated with Good360. We'd be nothing without them. We're talking some big impact here, right? And just like Yaz from the World's Biggest Garage Sale, who we had on at Descartes a few episodes ago, I loved hearing about the matchmaking service that can mean retailers and businesses can make a massive difference with very little additional effort, just partnering up with some awesome organisations. I think it's worth focusing on one bit that Alison referred to. Our hesitance as Australian businesses to talk about the good we're doing for Australians, whether this be via Good360 or whether it's on a large or a small scale, I agree with Alison that we need to be more public with our contributions. won't come easily, but there's four good reasons why. Firstly, it strengthens the connection with our customers and helps build brand affiliation beyond stuff that they buy from us. Secondly, it gives our teams a higher purpose and pride for who they're working for. Thirdly, it lends profile to the charities and the causes we support, and this is crucial. And lastly... We need to show other retailers that we prioritise giving and the well-being of our communities. This leadership will encourage more to follow. It doesn't come naturally to us as Australians, but don't look at it as chest beating. Look at it as leadership for good. We're going to have all the links available in our show notes, including how you can get involved with Good360. If you want to keep up to date with Add to Cart, head over to addtocart.com.au and sign up for our newsletter. We'll alert you when new episodes are available and give you the summarized versions for when you can't listen straight away. Until next time, thanks for listening and keep adding to cart. Cart.